Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 12 of Wrestlers with Experience, and this is what I like to call one of our, our, our new thing we're doing, gimmick episodes. And gimmick episodes is where we take a common topic and make it our main topic. Mm-hmm. And today's gimmick episode on episode 12 of Wrestlers with Experience with myself, Dietrich Davis, and... The one and only Mark Knight, a.k.a. Mark Morell, a.k.a. M-Double, a.k.a. the man with so many fucking M's you would think I was a bag of candy. Hey, we're going to get this narrowed down to one name sooner or later. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our gimmick show for tonight, for this, for this podcast, is going to be about the top 10 transitional champions in WWE history. All right. Transitional WWE slash WWF champions. Now, let's 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 talk about this so that folks can understand exactly what the word transitional mean, in the world of professional wrestling means. Transitional means the guy he's given the belt to hold it to get to the next person or he's really, even though you're the champion, as Triple H would say, you're really not the champion. You're just holding it for the guy who is going to become champion, mm-hmm. or you are a placeholder. Basically, when you take a when you take a napkin and you put it on the table, the napkin is the transitional piece. Right, but the placeholder <laughs> remains the same. Well, there's no placeholder. That's why you. That's why you put the napkin down. Right. So, but the point is, it's talk, it's a person who holds the belt in place until they move the person in place that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a common sense term, some people don't get it. Mark has his list of ten. I have my list of ten. We're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna talk about it. There is no right or wrong answers. It's just who we who we believe are transitional. Now there are some that we would think of. Now there's a difference between transitional champions and failed champions. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between men who've been given the belt that they went with, but then the belt moved immediately. And right. there's a lot of scenarios for like mentioning Andre the Giant. They knew he couldn't wrestle. There mm-hmm. was no one to pin him, but him moving that belt over immediately within the same night was the way to tell the story. Exactly. So some champions I got belts only for storyline purposes right like Kane which we talked about in another mm-hmm. episode he was never transitional because you couldn't bust Steve Austin open well well you could, couldn't bust you Kane couldn't open, bust him open. but right. ironically but we'll, but we'll talk about that yeah you we'll couldn't bust Kane open so Kane's championship and I was unhesitant about it and Bruce Pritchett also touched on it I think lightly that it was just simple you couldn't bust Kane open Mm-hmm. And you had to get him to the next night. So technicalities do not fall in this transitional realm. All right. So are we going to go like one a piece, or are we and, and give a breakdown of it? Or? Um. Well, I'll, in the listing, I'm going to put what your ten is and my ten is. But for All me, right. I'm going to start with my um number ten transit. Well, you go first with your number ten. I don't know if you numbered them in a certain order. Yeah, I, I know I numbered them in a certain order. Right. All right. So I'm gonna start off with uh my number ten which is Rob Van Dam. I start with him first because Rob won the WWE world title from John Cena at the second annual ECW One Night Stand pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he was declared the ECW champion, making him the first one to hold both titles at the same time. He would then with he would then hold the Are title. Are you reading a whole paragraph? I'm making it short. Oh, but I was like, did he type this out? I thought you knew this on your head. Oh, I mean, I did, but I'm just saying, I wrote it out. Come, but keep I'm going. prepared. Um, he would hold the titles for a month, and he would lose both to both belts to both Edge and Big Show. Now, I'm, that one I'm going to disagree with you on. There's no right or wrong. That's your transitional. They ran with him. The drug situation happened. He got arrested in the car with right. the marijuana, mm-hmm. and him he and took the titles off it because they were running with Rob Van Dam. So right. to me, that was one of the people that they was going to go with because at one point, Rob Van Dam was becoming undeniable. Right. Um, he stole the show at one night stand. Mm-hmm. The We Will Riot, if they don't say Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam was the right champion at the right time, and I think his title ring was only cut short simply because he had a bad fucking weed problem. Well, and yeah. he got pulled over, and Vince can't have his champions as drug addicts in his eyes. Absolutely, you know. So I get why you say that. But for me, Rob is definitely not that transitional champion because they was going with him. And they made it look like the WWE title was worth less than the ECW title, and that's when you know they're running with somebody. Okay. And it was a strong storyline, but his ass, him being, like you couldn't smoke when you got to the hotel room? He should have. Why Why are you smoking? On the way. On the way to. And, Just a dumb move. Yeah, and, but then, it, look, 
well, I can't say, well, let's knock also who he was riding with, but that's just a fucking right. given. Let's get on to the next one. And this is going to be kind of crazy as I well, bring this one up. Well, hold on. Let me let me throw up. Go, go ahead. ahead. You, you go. You, let's, I, do, let's do your whole list first, and then we'll... Hulk Hogan. Right. November 1991, his fourth title run. Losing the title to The Undertaker thanks to outside interference by Ric Flair. Hogan would regain the title back from The Undertaker at the Tuesday night in Texas pay-per-view, only to have the belt stripped from him by the on-screen authority member Jack Tunney, and um, the belt will be held vacant until the Royal Rumble. Where Ric Flair shows up. Exactly. All right. Um, again, that's a weird one because... Vince would never put Hogan in a transitional situation. He always prepared Hogan to get that belt back at Mania. Mm-hmm. That Mania, he didn't get the belt, right? He fought... Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious at eight. And the only reason why I think that it was done that way because when Hogan was champion in his third run and they were booking him and Flair on the house shows... They were failing on the house shows. They, they, they sucked tremendously. Right. They fe- that's, that's the only reason why WrestleMania 8 never happened. Right. And Ric Flair cleared that up and said we was... It was just, it was a five finger stinker, and we couldn't do it. But I think Hogan is just one of those men who, again, in my personal opinion, never been in a transition period because Vince always had a plan for Hogan. Right. And Hogan, it was about getting him to Mania, and I, and, and was, SummerSlam. This one with with Hogan was kind of hard for me because it was mm-hmm. between this one, and of course, uh, WrestleMania Nine, when he defeated Yokozuna for the heavyweight title, and um, only dropping it. To Yokozuna back at the 1993 King of the Ring. It was really difficult to me because it's like, okay, um, based on Hogan's track record, Hogan has done tremendously well in his first his first and second run as a title holder for the WWE, uh, holding the title for four years. I thought that that I thought that meant something. His second run, of course, mm-hmm. holding it for a year, dropping the title to the Warrior, um, it meant something, but. We'll get into that later on when he dropped the title for the first time back in 1988, but that's that's totally different from that particular point. I'm going to go on to say for number eight, Mick Foley. I'm going to combine all three of his reigns, 37 days. His first two reigns were back and forth with The Rock. His last reign only lasted one day, losing it to Triple H the day after SummerSlam. Um... I think for that particular case, I think that kind of holds true. But then those three runs, those two runs meant something, especially with his, his, you know, his thing with The Rock. But, of course, that was just for The Rock to put the belt back on Austin. Right. The first one, um, I think they ran with him, but they was telling a story of The Rock and, and Austin was injured. And that was their way to not put a title on an injured person. Right. Also, I do agree with the... The rain, the, the last rain, when he had it for one night because Austin clearly just, uh, he says he doesn't remember, but Triple H made it clear that Austin just was not dropping the title to Triple H. I don't think he felt Triple H was ready or this, that, and the other, but it did lead to a phenomenal um, SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Number seven, Antonio Inoki. Now, a lot of people don't really recognize, or actually WWE don't recognize his reign. Everyone else in the wrestling world does actually yeah, recognize his run. I do not recognize um, that run. They, they, A lot of wrestling purists and a lot of the wrestling columnists back in the day actually acknowledges Inoki's reign. And at one point in time, WWE acknowledged the, the, the title switch also. But Inoki was champion for six days in 1979, defeating Bob Backlund. Like I said, he did. A, they do not recognize it, and the reason why they don't do it is because when Inoki won the title, he beat Backlund. I, I don't think it was Kurikan Hall, but I know that it was it was in one of those um, one of those arenas in Japan. However, um, Inoki won the title due to outside interference by Tiger G Singh. Tiger G Singh attacked um, Bob Backlund during the match, causing for Inoki to get the pinfall to get the win. But Inoki, being honorable. He relinquished the WWE Championship, and um, the belt was held up for, you know, a couple, you know, for a day, day and a half before the um, a subsequent match between Bobby Duncan Sr. and Bob Backlund, and Backlund um, recaptured the title. My next one will be the Iron Sheik. Wait, before you go to Iron Sheik, um, I mean, I'm just writing what you're saying down. 
um, I don't recognize. My thing is, if a company with the branding that they have don't want to recognize a champion, whether we know the true story or not, there must be a greater reason why. Um, he only had it for six days. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the reason, and might maybe it was a mistaken a mistake done in the match. Maybe it was this. We don't. I, that's one story I would love to hear Vince tell. They should do a DVD of who Vince feel his greatest champions and his weakest champions are. That would that would be crazy because now you got the horse's mouth and the booking around it and this that and the other. We'll never get that from Vince. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anoki, the company simply just didn't want him as champion. I think a mistake might have went down. I think a few. I think a lot of things were in factor, but that wasn't something intentional. And mistakes do happen in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how Edge won his first um, Intercontinental Title on a house show by a mistake with Jeff Jarrett. I think it was more of a test. Just no, to, I, just, they just literally to pop said the crowd. it was a, a straight mistake. No, they, I think they said they did that just to pop the crowd I and can do confirm that for the house it shows. was um, just a, a, a slip of a mistake, and they made sure they returned it back on Raw, obviously. But um, I think something. I think there's a greater conversation there that's left open because there's a reason why that shit is not there, and I don't even think Antonio Inoki acknowledges it. No, Inoki uh, Inoki acknowledges that he's he a former shouldn't. Fuck that nigga. Uh, I mean, based on there, but that's another topic, another time. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get to uh, my, um, my Iron Sheik. my favorite Iron Sheik. Twenty eight days, nineteen eighty three, officially defeating Bob Backlund in that second run only to drop the belt to Hogan. Now, that right there, I would say, was the quintessential portion of what a transitional champion was because McMahon had that plan to take the WWF to a national level, and they needed somebody that could do it. He did not want to do a babyface match between Hogan and Backlund because it wouldn't have drew money, so they needed a foil. So the Iron Sheik um, fit the role. To um, hold on to the title. And as far as Bob Backlund is concerned, he said he would not want to drop the belt to Hogan because he did not consider Hogan a real athlete, a real wrestler. So the only person that he felt was quite capable of taking the championship off him was the Iron Sheik due to his background as an AAU champion, um, Iranian Olympic um, champion and stuff like that. The guy's a shooter, so he... Both guys are shooters, so he felt like the only way that my belt would go to another worker or another guy would be a person who has a shoot background. He didn't want to drop the belt and to Hogan also, like Iron Sheik looked better dropping the belt to Hogan. Two big men going at it. Hogan always embodied America. Mm-hmm. Iron Sheik embodied everything that was happening at the time with the Iran situation. Right. So I think Iron Sheik for 28 days was the right place, was the right person in the right place. And maybe Bob Backlund didn't want to see himself stand next to a six foot seven, 304-pound human being Even though while he's looking shaky at five foot nine, uh, 220. Maybe so, but you know what? I don't Back, think it would have worked. For it, sure. it wouldn't have worked, but at the, at the same token, for a shoot, Backlund would have made Hogan tap, bottom line. You know, and little and little niggas have made Hogan tap before. Hero Matsuda, look it up. Yeah, but that was him giving his body to someone in training. I don't. Me personally, I think Hogan would have grabbed that nigga one. I think her after that Matsuda situation where he broke his leg, I think he would have grabbed that nigga up and put the real strength on him. I don't think Hogan is a weak human being. No, I think he's just never been never been tested. Exactly. Now the next one. Get a load of this one, folks. John Cena, Reign 13, 2017, 14 days. Against who? Uh, I totally damn near forgot who the fuck he dropped the belt to. Oh, I, f- I know. Uh, Bray Wyatt at mm-hmm. the um the Hell in a Cell, I mean the Elimination Chamber match, where Bray Wyatt ended up becoming the world champion. <coughs> <coughs> Only to just... Pushed the feud along with him and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. At that time, him and Randy Orton were the tag team champions. And uh, this w- made a very interesting match for um between both those guys as an experiment to see how Bray Wyatt would do as world champion. Right. So 
that's how I look at it. And Cena just happened to be the the foil at the at the time for this. But then this, of course, would then go on to push in, to a certain extent Cena's um, chase for the 16, which he's tied now as 16-time world champion. And that's it. So who's number four? Four. <laughs> Sid Vicious. Two reigns, 94 days between 1996 and 1997. Defeated Shawn Michaels at the Survivor Series. Then, only to lose it at the Royal Rumble to Shawn Michaels. Then, defeating Bret Hart on Monday Night Raw in a steel cage match a day after the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Only for him to go on to drop the title to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 13. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. Fair enough. Number number three, Stan Stasiak. Mm-hmm. One reign, nine days, nineteen seventy three. Um, he defeated. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he. Who did he beat? He defeated Ivan Koloff for the championship. This was to. This was done to avoid a potential match between Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales. And this was done mainly because Vince McMahon Sr. did not want to see his two top baby faces go at it for the title. You know, um, it was such a big deal because at, at that time, good guys weren't supposed to face good guys in um, singles competition for the championship. It was supposed to be heel versus babyface. And um, it only made sense that, okay, Stan Stasiak, um, who beat... Um, Ivan, who beat Ivan Koloff, mm-hmm. you know, for the title, would hold on to the belt for that amount of time, and um, I believe that's what he did. I think that, no, he, um, no, actually, it was um, I was Ivan Koloff lost the belt to Pedro Morales. Pedro Morales then lost the belt to Stan Stasiak. So that's what happened. Right to avoid uh, two men who didn't basically want to get those deal with each other. Right. And they avoided bad booking and bad situations mm-hmm. and they used it as a transition. And they didn't want to lose money because Bruno was the biggest draw in the, in the Northeast. Right. And so was Pedro Morales. Mm-hmm. He was a big draw too. So he didn't want to see these guys, uh, his two top baby faces um, go at it. And the movement the of the belt wouldn't hurt at right. all. But I think that Vince Sr. thinking that it probably would have hurt his business if um, one of those guys would have defeated one another. Right. And that was his bread and butter, both Pedro Morales and Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. Number two, personally, my one of my favorites of all time, but it is what it is, Bret Hart, mm-hmm. fourth reign to set up his feud with Austin and Sid Vicious and the Undertaker, like I touched earlier on with Sid um, being a transitional champion. Bret, in this particular role, was a transitional champion in this match. But I also kind of thought, too, that... <clears throat> His other one was his third run against Shawn Michaels. You know, so that it was, okay, he beat Nash. He was to hold on to the belt for Nash until, you know, hold on to the belt until when he would uh, face Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. But I'm going to stick with that one. That's my main one right there. Mm-hmm. Number one. Now, number one, Um, we touched on it earlier, but I personally think that it is what it is. But I'm going to say Andre the Giant. You mm-hmm. know, the main event, February 5th, 1988, that was the match that basically affected me as a wrestling fan. Um, it was used as a way to take the belt off of Hulk Hogan since Hogan was going to go shoot the movie No Who's Barred. And this was to set up the uh, championship tournament for WrestleMania 4. This, in its own right, was actually, and still to this very date, is the shortest reign in WWE championship history. That one I still disagree with 100% because... Those are elements where a story was in place because you knew he wasn't going to put the belt on Million Dollar Man. But to tell a story that Million Dollar Man bought the title? That was... A, you know what I'm saying? That, I mean, I get why you picked that one. I'm not... Like I said, there's no right or wrong in this. It's mm-hmm. what we truly believe down to the... What you call it. That one has always been a weird one for me, even when I think about it, because I always go, well, it's purpose of story. Not purses of what the fuck are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Because they had a plan. Vince had a greater plan of what he was gonna do back then than he would than he does today. Today is really what the fuck. Like, what's the joke? You know, if Jericho is champion, the belts changing hands quickly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and and Vince said it to Jericho, and Jericho kind of said, "Yeah, it's kind of true." Mm-hmm. But 
it is what it is. So um, I wanted to keep honorable mentions down, but we're going to do them anyway. What are your honorable? I know you say you got three. So what are the three honorable mentions? Okay, my um, three honorable mentions is Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. When he uh, defeated Triple H on SmackDown to become the WWE Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was due to outside interference by Steve Austin. Uh, second would be Yokozuna in his first reign, tied for the second shortest reign mm-hmm. um, as WWE Champion. Uh, when he beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 for the title. See, that's why Yoko is not on my list, because I feel as if for purpose of story to get it to Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those weird plans, but I'm going to put it on there. Keep going. And then lastly, Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a tournament, of course, to crown the WWE champion once CM Punk, Phil Brooks, left War Wrestling Entertainment as WWE champion, where he, defeating where John he, Cena where for the he title. he won technically... A um, a toy spinner belt, he, a, a replica belt. He yeah. did carry that around. He wonder, got and he put the out. and he put the spinner inside the refrigerator, um, in his picture. You know, I should have wrote him an email. Hey, can I get that belt? Because he ended up giving it away. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so I mentioned that because you know, um, to a degree, um, although. Ray will will go down as one of the greatest luchadores of all time. I just felt that they could have did a little bit more with that, but I mean, it was what it was to set up the uh, title unification match between him, between uh, John Cena and CM Punk. Right. Um, but then, if you want to, I could even. But I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it like yeah, that. Yeah, because that, that list this list can go on forever. So I'm gonna do my ten, and I want Mark to interject what he does, what he agrees with, what he doesn't agree with. Just like I did the same. Um, remember, there's no right or wrong answers. This is a gimmick show, people. We're gonna give you a lot of these because this is a lot to do. Sure it is. All right, my number ten, and the most recent is Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, Bray Wyatt won the belt from John Cena to go on to main event the show to drop the belt again. He did not walk out of WrestleMania that year with the title, right? Uh, Randy Orton walked out right. as the champion. So you knew you was gonna put the belt on him, or, or allegedly. So you went through, you transitioned it through two men to get to one. So to me, my number ten will be Bray Wyatt. I think they they he should have been champion way before, way before that. But somehow they kept dropping the ball. And Bray Wyatt is my number ten. My number nine is Psycho Sid because he basically was a placeholder for Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels didn't work summers, <laughs> and that's what Sid said, and that's what uh, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, aka Kevin Nash, said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I got. That's why I got Sid at my number four. Yeah, Sid is my number nine. Even though Sid's reigns was great, but I think they went with Sid when it, when it was him. When he dropped the belt, when he won the belt at the Garden, at that, Survivor Series. That was a huge thing. I didn't I go to the I think they event. went with him. Yeah. And I think it got back to Sean, and it never went back. And I think the reign when he was getting to Undertaker was the transitional time for okay. him. Um, okay. That's just me personally. Him winning it at the Garden was fucking huge because no one saw that shit coming. No. But because the Garden was, had his support. I mean, because if you think about it, right, um, Sean was the champion at the time. Mm-hmm. Sean... Um, was doing pretty decent business with Nash, mm-hmm. Bulldog, Vader, well, semi with Vader and so forth. But the idea was <clears throat> But but Taker was definitely on the come up after that summer. Taker definitely was. But at the same token Excuse um, me, Survivor Series at the time. Survivor Series, but at the same token, um initially Vader was supposed to actually win the championship at the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. They were gonna go along with well Allegedly, they were to go along with Vader winning the title at Survivor Series, but however, um, they went with Sid instead, and that kind of worked out for the for the better. Right. Um. So my number nine is going. I said number nine. Um, my number eight is going to be Jeff Hardy. Um. Okay. There was a very unique thing. They said, well, Jeff Hardy has a drug issue or this, that, and the other. What if blah, blah, blah. Vince said, well, if he gets caught doing drugs, I'll fire him as champion. And I think Vince was testing the new generation of talent. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeff Hardy was, we always knew he was going to be the breakout star. We always knew he was going to be world champion, but I believe it was more in a transition period just to see where he's going and if they could run with him. Unfortunately, things happened in his career. He moved on. 
so on and so on. Who did he end up with? Who who did he end up dropping the WWE World Heavyweight? I forgot, but he did have a phenomenal ladder match with the Undertaker. Right. Why he was champion? Or why Taker was champion? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was for the hardcore. Title. I think no, Taker was the um champion. Champion at the time, right? Yeah. But that was the beginning of oh shit, Jeff can be that man. Mm-hmm. But I think he's. He's not a forgettable champion, but it was definitely a weird transitional state. And the WWE was leaving the ruthless aggression era mm-hmm. slowly and going into that PG format at that time. Okay. Um, Rey Mysterio is my number seven. Okay. Based um, on, is it based on the same principle? Or um, yeah. Also, I think his first title reign was Vince trying to capitalize off the Mexican-American market. What's sad about it was, was that he ended up losing the title like... Four months later? No, an hour. No, I'm talking about his first title reign. His first title reign as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I thought he... With the I, spin about. It was, a, it was an hour because right, when Ray... Right. I think it was either an hour or... No, it was an hour, you know? I'm not too sure, but Ray Mysterio is definitely high on that list. Yes. And I think he's on that list even... I'm a, I don't mean to mention the world title, but even with the... I think he was just always a transitional champion, and I think Vince was just trying to capitalize on that uh, Latin American market which and to he, make which, money. Which is definitely what he was doing because he wanted that, um, he wanted the market. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, it was just basically between him and Del Rio, which looked good, but at the same token, it was like, okay, you put the title on Ray, what are you going to do from there? Right, because you, you knew when he got that world title that it was coming up off his hands. You knew. You just knew completely. Um, did you find it? I'm looking it up right now. I'm actually on it right now let me see so i don't want to move on to the next person until you you, you find that piece of information i speak japanese pseudo um that means little to none people right well, little, <laughs> little too much because i do it quite a bit a lot okay wwe all right you take it too long I'm about championship to... it says okay it was actually um one time and i think it was um one damn day Actually, like an like maybe like an hour because he won the belt on Monday Night Raw, and then who did he lose it to? He lost it to John Cena. All right, so there you go, right there, because that sets up the Money in the Bank thing mm-hmm. with him and CM Punk, right? Exactly, that's exactly okay. what he did. So, ironically, my next person on the list is John Cena. John Cena does a lot of runs that they went with him. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the run where he with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, where he dropped the belt to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I think also to set up the storyline between him and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. They knew they were going with Punk, right? Um, I think they wanted to do that as a transitional champion, and, and I think Vince wanted to find a way to keep Cena strong. Um, there's a few times Cena has held the belt just to get it to somebody because he was the safe guy, right? To go with um, number five, I'm gonna say Triple H. Triple H's first reign was we don't know if you're the man yet. His first his first run, he defeated um Mick Foley for the title. Right. And then moved it over, then book Big Show took the belt mm-hmm. and then got it back after mm-hmm. New Year's. Right. So Triple H first reign was transition, and I think they learned they had money in the bank with no pun intended. They had some real money in the bank with H, and H became that man. But there's a few times H has gotten that title. Just to drop it. You know what I'm saying? He's He did it for Roman Reigns. He did it for Randy Orton also. He did it for Randy. He's dropped that belt. So to me, Triple H and Triple H is the one of the most losing men at WrestleMania. So yeah. I'm going to have to give that to him. Mm-hmm. Now, Bret Hart is my number four. Okay. I'm going to say his whole fucking career. And I know I'm disrespectful when I say that. But I want you to hear me out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Okay, so let me stand back. Ladies and gentlemen, stand back and watch the pistol smoke. Okay. (laughs) And and, and I want to see exactly from which years you're going to start from. All of them. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so we're going to start with 92, 93. No. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna sum I've summed this up so so elegantly and short. <laughs> and I'm a and I'm a Bret Hart supporter. I like some of his work. I like a few of his matches. I think he was greatly overrated and he's the biggest mark in the business of professional wrestling. And he's the only one who didn't get the memo that it's a show. And it's not real, Bret. And he's the most selfish wrestler in the business to date, by the way he did business, even when you violated you wouldn't even take a power bomb to build Taker 
and Nash at Mania. All right? So I'm, I'm going to use that. But. Fuck, bro. Went through tables, nigga. Let's go. Go ahead. You, you 90, take that Nash bomb. 93. WrestleMania 9. Go no, ahead. I'm not even. Yo. When did he win his first title? From where? He he, he beat Ric Flair in October 12, October 12th, Canadian Thanksgiving Day, Saskatoon, Canada. Right. I remember that shit. Right. Because that shit when fucking shocked the, the fuck belt? out of me. When did he lose the belt? WrestleMania 9, Las Vegas, Nevada, to Yokozuna. Only Yokozuna to put the belt on has been game. a thorn in his career since the beginning. Vince loved Yoko more than he loved Brett. But Brett was the guy because there was no one else to put the title on. Well, but know, Brett was the guy. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to put the title on? The well, Mountie. Well, they had they Macho all, Man on commentary. Well, they were also saying that if they didn't put it on Brett, they were actually considering Tito Santana. And again, there was no one to put the belt on. Your career as a Jericho career, only Jericho career meant something more when he had the title. They also probably they were also considering in the running's Bulldog. Again, a fucking joke. It would have been horrible. There was no one to put the title on. Ultimate Warrior was another one they would consider and putting he the was title at the, on. And he was at the latter half of his career. There was no one to put the title on. Brett became champion by default until Vince found someone to get the belt to. And after Sean finished giving him the kneecap suckings, then <laughs> the belt came off of him officially. But keep in mind, they did this too because they wanted to um, straighten up their image and change up. The style of wrestling Brett from the was, muscle head style. Brett was a transitional champion. Go ahead. Next title reign. Uh, it was him defeating Yokozuna at WrestleMania nine. I mean, excuse me, WrestleMania ten at Madison Square Garden at the tenth and anniversary. And when did he lose the belt? He lost the belt at the Survivor Series to Bob Backlund. How many months later? That was uh One. five months later. Right, transitional, because Vince is still looking for his next champion. What's his next title reign? Come on, let's do it. Okay. I knew this. I should have made this number one, but the I thought fa- he, he fit well okay, at number that was four. The, see, that's the third. The Fatal 4-Way, right, when he defeated um, Steve Austin, Vader, and at Undertaker. At Cold Day in Hell. At, no, no. Fatal four, in your house, Fatal 4-Way. Right. And technically, technically, they wouldn't give the belt to Austin. But Austin said, no, it makes no sense because he was going to drop it the next night, if I'm correct. He probably would have ended up dropping the belt. He said he was going to drop the next night. Right. So he goes, it made no sense. So you got Austin who becomes probably the greatest WWF champion of all time, highest draw, who said, nah, baby, don't give me that motherfucking belt. He was not let, trying let him, to become okay. transitional. Right. All right. And what else? Um, SummerSlam 1997, Heart and Soul. Him versus The Undertaker in the main event at the East Rutherford, New Jersey for the championship. Shawn Michaels, special guest referee. That led into a three-month title run. Because Survivor Series happened. Right. right. And he and was on know, his way out to WCW. And you know why? Because even if he wasn't going to WCW, he was going to hold that belt for Austin until WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. You transitional motherfucker. Bret Hart, you would be a you would, you are the character, tra. I know I'm saying it wrong. But if you look up what a character is, um, you are the character of professional wrestling. Oh, damn. That's fucked up. You are the black face of professional wrestling. They just gave you a fucking belt and said, hold my dick until I get my jock strap. And the jock strap was every other fucking champion. Okay, got you, got you. I'm just saying. Okay. This is my opinion. It does not mean I'm right or I'm wrong. I mean, I personally think that, like I said. I only thought about that because Brett. It's so unique how his world title is not the wins is where he left it off. And you can start seeing Vince's train of thought. It was more the losses because of where, where, he, where he wanted to do it. Sean was undeniable. Sean was going to become champion. But at first, Sean, he didn't, want to, he didn't want the belt on Sean. But it was only up until like after WrestleMania 11, it was like, okay, well, fuck. Sean has this, un, this ground swell of support. Let's call Sean a piece of shit really fast. Because you could take a power bomb with your eyes closed through a fucking moving car, but you botched Nash's because you wasn't winning the title. Go fuck yourself, Shawn Michaels. Two peas in the pod. Next. <laughs> Number three, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> okay, let's talk about HBK. Let's talk about his, are we talking his first run, his second as WWE the first champion? one they went with him. 
Okay, after WrestleMania 12. But you also held the belt for to Steve Austin got it too. See, Steve Austin show up and everybody was a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Steve, that's the that's the problem with the Steve Austin anomaly. He shook up. He's like Michael Jordan. He uh-huh. shook up the title reign game, which he did. Which so when he won it from Brett, because you had the, because obviously if Brett would have stayed, it would have been Brett Austin WrestleMania. Bruce Pritchard has confirmed that, right? As what he thought would have went. The way he thought it would have went. But I'd have paid good money to see that shit. I thought that would have been the perfect way. Sean was great, but I think we would have got, they would have stole the show again at mm-hmm. another fucking WrestleMania. Brett, and I think, I just wish Brett would have said, let me stay until Mania and move it to Austin. The catch of the matter is, is that we're talking about fucking paydays. You know, not only Brett was a five hundred thousand dollar champion. He was he was he was the least paid champion. He would have stayed to move that belt to Brett because Brett, whether I fuck with him or not, respected the business. But then a lot of people were like, "Oh well, fuck, man." Brett didn't respect the business because he didn't want to drop the belt to Sean at Survivor Series ninety seven. Still full. I'm passing a man a bear. Uh, Blue Moon Mango Wheat. Goddamn, son! I did because I still got mine's down there. Um. So I'll say that. I'll say Shawn Michaels. How many reigns has Shawn Michaels had as the WWF champion? Two reigns. Two reigns. So the first time they ran with him, and how long did he lose the belt? Actually, wait, wait, wait. Two, two, three runs. Excuse me. Three, three runs. He had three runs with the championship. And one world title, which we'll talk about on another day, mm-hmm. where he was transitional again. Anyway, so um, for his boy, Jockstrap Triple H. Um, mm. So long story short, you take Shawn Michaels' first reign. How long did he lose the belt? His first run, he held the belt from April of uh, 2006 all the way up to November. No, 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 2006. I'm talking about, you mean, I mean 1996. 1996. Yeah, all the way up to November of 1996. That's then, a healthy reign. Which was like a four-month run. Four-month. All right, that's okay, but it was a transitional. They ran with him. Then, and then who did he drop the title to? He dropped the belt to Sid Vicious. Then he wins the belt back in January. In at Texas the Royal Rumble, at the Royal Rumble, which only, was phenomenal. Only to drop the title... Only to relinquish, excuse me, only to relinquish the title. So this is why I don't, and to a degree, I don't really give a fuck about Sean because he's only probably lost the belt twice in his career. Only once, no, no, twice in his career. He's only lost, he's lost two titles twice in his career. Fuck Sean. And he wasn't trying to take the pin to Brett. Remember he lost his smile and Brett and Sean don't work summers. Um, So that's my number three. And then, of course, also keep in mind, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it was that, those matches, all the way up until him dropping to Austin. All right, so we're up to speed now. Right. Then there's Dean Ambrose. Holy fuck. I totally. You know what's funny? Transition. I I forgot forgot about Dean Ambrose as champion. How long was his run? Doesn't matter. I don't remember. I didn't even bother doing the research. Matter of fact, let me stop. Let me pull it up right now. Hold on. I got it right here on my computer. Don't even bother. Okay. Let's see how many days. He, he was the champion that I'm going to blame. Booking. I'm blaming everything when he it comes. Beat D, he, uh, he beat Seth Rollins for the title the same night that um, Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns for the championship. So that was the pay-per-view where all three members of the Shield changed, won the title. Or he held had the it title for 84 days, night. and to me, one day was too much. Okay. One reign, 84 days. It was a joke. And he lost the championship to um, AJ Styles, correct? Um, I don't remember, probably. I believe he did lose the belt to That's AJ how Styles. transitional he was. Okay. That's how transitional he was. So the reason why I say Dean Ambrose, because you could tell they wanted to just do an angle where all the shield get the title. Yeah. But at the same time, that was the wor- That was the lowest period in in recent days of the WWE championship. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number one, motherfucking Big Show. His whole career, when he won it at Survivor Series, it was a joke. He lost it to Triple H. When he when Him he beat Triple Brock, H- when he brought beat Brock Lesnar. No, 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 no. When he beat Triple H for the world title, remember. 1999. 1999. Okay. Okay. Right? He beat Triple H for the title. Um, Then he loses the at Survivor Series because they did the angle because Austin was injured and they had to move him out the way. Then he loses it after the New Year's. I did it for the people. Yeah. And me and my boy Nelson, my, my, not the Nelson we know, but my boy Junie, he would laugh and say, wow, at least they let him get past the New Year as the champion. That was nice. Says a lot. Right. So then you have that situation. 
Big Show beating Brock Lesnar. Another joke. They had there was at that time Big Show was the only person who seemed credible enough to beat Brock, but he still needed Paul Heyman's help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how many times has Big Show had the WWE Championship? Twice, I believe he's. I have it right here, and I'm asking a stupid question. He's had it two times uh-huh. with a combined of seventy eight days. Okay, fucking joke. Transitional. You know, it, it is what it is with him. Now, my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit unique. I'm about to get disrespectful, people. Uh-oh, here we go. Pardon me. Chris Jericho, only because Vince McMahon said, you know business is bad when Chris Jericho is champion. Were we talking about his first reign or his... Uh... All of them. Chris Jericho's first reign, you was holding it for H, baby. It should have been Austin who came out with those two belts, but they went with the young, with the young blood. Funny enough... Not only that, they were really tossing up to see who was going to become the undisputed champion. Right. So I think Austin was the one to do it with. You had Austin, which probably would have made sense. The Rock. You had The Rock, which probably would have made sense. Kurt Angle, I would have been Kurt okay Angle. with. And it was Jericho. Right. I would have been okay with... with Jer- I wasn't mad that Jericho became champion, but you knew he was holding it for the Triple H return. Mm-hmm. And him and Stephanie joining each other and this, that, and the other. And every other reign... Jericho yeah. has had since then. Okay. That's my honorable mention. Okay. Motherfucking The Undertaker. Your real world title reigns didn't begin, Dead Man, until after you got the SmackDown. When they did the first brand extension. First world title was the when he when he won it from Hogan. At moved, Survivor Series. At Survivor Series moved it off of him. Second one was at WrestleMania 13. How fast did that belt come off the taker? It was like five he had a five month run. Right. Be, and they ran, they went with him. But you knew he wasn't the man, even though he had the title. And who did he lose the title to? Six. It was six months runs. And that was to Bret Hart. Right. On the second run. Again, transition to transition. And sometimes the company has done business like that. Mm-hmm. When it's transition to transition. And then everything, he hasn't had the WWF championship back since then. No, he hadn't. Just no. the world. So He was busy also putting over Brock, and he was busy putting over He put work in. He guys. put motherfucking right. work in. Now. I don't want no one to get mad at me. I'm about to hear this shit. Here we go. Bob fucking Backlund. Honorable mention. Motherfucker. And I'm going to tell you why. Again, they had no one else to put the belt on. It was a transition of owners at the time. Isn't that Vince McMahon Cena's last world champion? That was Vince McMahon Cena's last world champion. Yeah, and Vince right. McMahon's Jr.'s first world champion, right? As owner of the company, right? That's right. So we have a we have a we have a man who was champion based off of the old law of wrestling and no one else to put in place. And keep in mind, folks, as as historians and students of this motherfucking business, Bob Backlund at that time, when Vince McMahon Vincent Kennedy McMahon took over the control of uh, World Wrestling, the World Wrestling Federation. Well, he bought it from his daddy because his daddy ain't give him shit. Bob Backlund was a two-time holder of the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, and it transitioned into the WWF Championship. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, Bob Backlund is the even though he's my honorable mention, and he held the belt for a week, and then at one point, then what, ten years? Uh, over from we're talking like 1983, he won the belt in 1994. So we're talking about 11 years he went. No, without, the, the long title ring with Vince McMahon seen. The long title run was 1976 or no, because Graham was the champion. I think it was like 77 or some shit like that. Two reigns, 200 and 200, 2,138 days. Mm-hmm. When I go, when I hit the hyperlink. And I take it there. Bob Black, Bob Backlund. I don't know when. Uh, let's see. Who gives a fuck? And he was from Connecticut. He beat Bob. He beat Superstar Graham for the title. And remember, like I said, he dropped the belt in um, Japan to Inoki. Inoki relinquished the belt. And before Bob, before Bob Backlund came back to the states, him and Bobby Duncan Jr. fought in the um, at the at the arena in Tokyo, where. Um, they fought for the vacant title, and Backlund, you know, got the honors to become champion again. Yeah, 70, but they se- don't acknowledge... 1977 to 78. Yeah, they don't acknowledge that particular run as his second run. They acknowledge it as an interruption. So 
Well, um, now they now they acknowledging it as a as as a three he's three time. And he's the first ever three time holder of the champ of the championship. So how many years did he? Let's see. He retired in eighty four. He had a semi retirement from eighty four. Yeah, he left. He left WWF and he went to um, Pro Wrestling USA. Did a couple of little shots here, AWA and all kind of shit or whatever. Then he went on hiatus. Then he comes back. Right. Then became the WWF champion November thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine. Mm-hmm. And then so on and so on. He didn't have a ten year reign. He just had a long reign. I think but, he had a what? So seventy nine to eighty three. Right, that's a long reign. That's like four years. Four years, which we we haven't had a reign like that since Cena. Right. And Cena was always in and out. But the point that I'm making is Bob Backlund, because of lack of talent and the territories and anything else, Bob Backlund is my honorable mention and still, next to Big Show, the greatest transitional champion of all fucking wow, that time. that says a lot, you know. And um, just because they threw in the towel for Owen doesn't mean it counts, nigga. Well, so let me ask you, where do you rank McFoley on that, on your list? I don't have him on my list. Okay. Um, I, I, I just realized that. And I think maybe because, though I agree with you that he is on that list, if this was like a 1 to 20 or 1 to, 1 to 20 list, um, McFoley is just one of those dudes who... Because they went with him that first time, but the, but the purpose of storyline and building the Rock for because you needed a feud for the Rock, you couldn't just have it be Austin. Mick Foley, Mick Foley has been there for Austin, Triple H, and the Rock, and a lot of people don't know he held their careers together. Yes, he held their feuds together. He was the glue. He was the glue behind it. He right, really was. I, um, I gotta admit that he was. But I'm gonna have to say Bob Blacklin is my Bob Backlin is my third honorable mention. Mr. I'm sticking Bob to Backlin it. to you, Publian. I'll say it to his fucking face. Your career was a joke because daddy had to say, because the son came along and bought the company and no one was buying a Bob Backlund rubber toy. Mm. Well, they didn't have rubber toys for Bob Backlund. But when Vince came in, he knew he couldn't sell that nigga, but he could sell Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's, that's, that's really true. Stretch Armstrong was the preparation for Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Big tan white man. Now, surprisingly enough, out of the entire list, we did not put The Rock on either of our lists. You want to know why? And I wanted to put The Rock on there. I wanted to, but I'm going to tell you why. There's certain champions that Vince just go with. And The Rock is one of his go with men. That's kind of, you know, I, I got to I gotta agree with you because I was thinking the same thing too. Because I'm saying to myself, like, yo, The Rock dropped the belt to a lot of motherfuckers. But then again, it shows you. The Vince difference Rambler. between everybody who was world champion and then The Rock. So you know what we're going to do next week? We're going to skip the IC title one and save it for the week after. Next week, for, we, we do our regular episode and then we do, we're going to do the gimmick episode. We'll do another gimmick episode. We're going to talk about the 10 worst champions of all time. That's going to be a very interesting 10 worst and failed WWF, WWE champions of all time. And I want us to consider booking, storyline, draw, and everything. Okay. And to make it sweeter, just to sweeten the pot, to make it easier, let's add in the WWE world champions as well. So you don't. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna separate that. We're gonna make the WWE World and WWF champions worst runs of all time. Ooh, wow! That's gonna be a lot of research, boys and girls. And I do. Yeah. A lot. Of, I do. I do a lot of research myself. Yeah. You should see. I, this was. This was a few pages long, and then me narrowing it down. But um. Yeah. Look, you guys. We got to get out of here. Yes, sir. We just. We, this is our. This is episode twelve. Yes, this is episode 12. I was mm-hmm. about to say what you call it. Um, we thank you for joining us on this journey. I am Dietrich Davis. I'm Mark Knight. Um, follow me on Dietrich Davis at follow me at Dietrich Davis on Twitter and on Instagram. I'll put the links inside of the iTunes uh, setup. Uh, Mark, they can follow you at on Instagram and Twitter. They can follow me at M double forty four, aka yeah, M double forty four at Instagram and at XMK Nightbuster on um twitter all right perfect man i thank you so much once again for another great episode brother you know how that goes man we do you know, what we do man. but Shit. uh uh it's a lot of new japan stuff about to happen well you know um 
we're actually getting down next week is going to be the finals of, of the, the Super, best of Super yeah, Juniors. Yeah, I want to talk about that until that. So we'll talk about that in two weeks when it's completely yeah. done and 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 completed because that's that's setting up. I can tell you right now, the A block is sick right now. We have a three way tie for first place with six points. I um I don't I can't recall the um the wrestlers right now who got the three way tie for um first place in the in the A block. There's also a um a three way tie for um fourth place. I oh, know actually no for um second place in both A's and the B block and there's a two way tie for first place in the um B block as well. Mm-hmm. And so far, I mean Everybody and their mother has been pulling off some really great matches. Bushi definitely did his damn thing. Um, um, uh, Ish- uh, Taji Ishimori's been doing his thing. Kushidi, Kushida's pushing his way back up. Uh, Marty Skrull is doing good, and Dragon Lee, um, and um, Humoto Takahashi's doing his thing. And a, and a person to keep your eye on too. Well, actually, two people to keep your eye on is um, ACH. And Flip Gordon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching Wrestlers with Experience. Um, download us on iTunes, Amazon Play, video components, video downloads coming soon, soon, video podcasts coming soon to iTunes and Google Play. We will be uploading, if you're a YouTube person, we'll, I'll be uploading the, all of the previous uh, 10 episodes up on, YouTube, on um, YouTube. It'll just be still videos of me and Mark's faces, but eventually by July, by beginning of July, we will be going live Word. on YouTube in general. Are we going to be doing answers and questions? Yeah, we'll do all of that. We'll do all of that. But, okay. But um, but first, I want to get us stable and get people watching us and take it from there. Do all you can, ladies and gentlemen, to support this effort because, again, wrestlers with experience, we're, we're kicking it from our point of view and... Um, I'm, we, we're very thankful for your support, and yeah. we just look for you guys to keep supporting us. Spread the word to everybody. Follow us on all our so, uh, well on those social medias. medias that mean something. Right, and you know we'll be glad to give you guys our input. Yeah. Um. Also, I will be creating a uh, a wrestling superstore T-shirt shop. Was it? Was the wrestling pro tea? Pro, pro wrestling, wrestling tees. tees. I'll be creating a pro wrestling tee shop. Um, give us a minute with that. We want to make sure that we're legally correct and we're giving you the right type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because we use a name, we don't get in trouble. Right. And that's pretty much it. So um, as I close this out, make sure that you listen, uh, download every previous episode of Wrestlers with Experience. Right on. And also download um, our other podcast, which is about pop culture society, which is the important nobodies with myself, mm-hmm. Dietrich Davis, uh, Daisha Hicks, and Justin Maloney. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it we thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time take care guys and have a good week